Jim Frazier, Vice President of Smart Cities here at ARC Advisory Group. And today we'll be discussing the environmental factors of a smart city. This is part four of a five-part series on the human factors of a smart city. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Water management. Water crises are, are a top global risk. A gap of 40% between the global water supply and demand is predicted by 2030. Urbanization, population growth, aging, and insufficient infrastructure all are putting pressure on urban water management. In addition, 50% of cities larger than 100,000 people are in water-scarce areas. Of course, underlying all of this are the issues of biodiversity, water quality, land management, and water quality and quantity itself. Food security. Cities are incredibly reliant on imported food to feed their growing populations, and food insecurity and undernutrition are increasingly urban issues. In many cities, the urban poor spend up to 90% of their household income on food. Fresh food deserts often occur in low-income urban settings as well. Green infrastructure. Green infrastructure is the network of green and blue spaces, such as parks, agriculture, woods, rivers, and ponds in and around cities. Appropriately planned, designed, and managed, it has the potential to deliver a range of benefits, including water management and flood mitigation. It can improve environmental conditions, air quality, and reduce urban temperatures, as well as providing a nice place to relax. Ecosystem services. They include natural services such as water purification, groundwater recharge, biodiversity preservation, pollination, and waste decomposition. While all of these are seemingly free, the economic impact of all of these in, in the aggregate is estimated to be in excess of $33 trillion. Waste minimization. Per capita waste generation is increasing f even faster than urbanization. Lower income countries waste management is often the largest urban budget item. Extreme weather. 60% of urban dwellers live in areas that are at high risk for natural hazards. Thus, it's vital for public officials to consider how to improve the resilience of cities, infrastructure, and adjust public policies accordingly. Air quality. One billion people experience urban air pollution each year. This has been estimated to cost 2% of GDP in developed countries and 5% in developing countries. 90% of air pollution in developing countries is caused by vehicle emissions. Thus, electric vehicles have an opportunity to have a dramatic impact. 50% of the world's global urban population experiences air pollution two and a half times greater than the World Health Organization recommendations. 
environmental pollution in general includes the five different types of pollution, air, water, soil, noise, and light pollution. The World Health Organization estimates suggest that environmental factors cause around 25% of death and disease globally. Urban sprawl. With 1 million new people in the world each week until 2050, will live in cities. That's 1 million new people in the world each week will live in cities. This development can cause a host of environmental problems from loss of wildlife habitat, reduced air and water quality, and increased flooding due to the increase in impervious space. Recycling. Recycling costs are often picked up by the public agency. One solution is to shift to a model of extended producer responsibility which transfers the cost of recycling from the government over to the producers themselves. Biodiversity loss. Climate change projections indicate a loss of hundreds of species under 2050 climactic conditions, mainly due to land use and management policies. Undeveloped areas support far larger numbers of species than urban areas which are only inhabited by 8% of bird and 25% of plant species. Heat stress. Large cities, due to their vast built up areas, can disturb weather patterns, creating a microclimate known as an urban heat island. These can be five to 10 degrees Fahrenheit, hotter than surrounding areas. Mitigations include vegetated roofs, trees, lighter colored porous paving materials, and of course, blue and green areas. Sanitation. Over 2.6 billion people do not have access to adequate sanitation facilities. This leads to water contamination and waterborne disease. Non-motorized transportation. Walking and biking are great equalizers, reducing the cost of transportation and increasing access to jobs and amenities. A shift in this direction decreases urban pressure on roads and public transportation systems while offering immediate environmental and health benefits. While motorization is growing, cities like Copenhagen are on a path to becoming car-free. Land use patterns. As cities increase in density, they transform natural areas such as farmlands, wetlands, and forests into built-up human settlements with significant impacts for climate change as well as for natural hazards. Good urban planning can mitigate these issues very substantially. Sea level rise. From 1901 to 2010, sea levels rose by 0.19 meters. It is estimated by some researchers that a further increase of 0.75 to 1.6 meters may occur between uh, through 2100. And remember, 60% of metropolitan areas with populations over 5 million are in fact within 60 miles of the coast. So this is a serious issue. Retrofitted buildings. In order to achieve carbon emission reduction targets, it's not enough to build new energy efficient buildings. 
old buildings need to be retrofitted as most building stock of today will still be around in 2050. Infrastructure usage and reusage of both existing and unused infrastructure is highly beneficial both economically and socially. Existing transportation and underground infrastructure are prime examples for adaptive reuse where cities can create valuable public space without compromising land areas. Think about the repurposing of New York City's West Side Highway into the High Line project for, as one example. Transport motorization. Urban capacity for motorized transportation is reaching its limit while the number of motorized vehicles worldwide is increasing. In the UK, congestion is estimated to cost $5 billion a year, while in the US, the cost is estimated to be $121 billion. And lastly, decarbonization, which is the process of decoupling the energy supply and economic growth from, with, from greenhouse gas, gas emissions. So very briefly today, we touched on 20 environmental factors that really should be considered when you're eva evaluating your smart city design process. These include water management, food security, green infrastructure, ecosystem services, and waste minimization. We also discussed extreme weather, air quality, pollution, urban sprawl, and recycling. We also introduced biodiversity loss, heat stress, sanitation, non-motorized transportation, and land use patterns. Sea level rise, retrofitted buildings, infrastructure usage, transport motorization, and decarbonization were also touched upon. On another subject, ARC Advisory Group has a truly special offer for end users of smart city technologies. If you join our end user only Smart Cities Digital Transformation Council community for free, you also qualify for a complimentary full event ticket to our Smart City Forum, February 16th to 17th, and that's a $495 value. It also allows you access to ARC's Industry Forum, which occurs the previous week in February. Our Digital Transformation Council meets regularly throughout the year. It's a well-valued discussion group of smart city best practices hosted by and for smart city end users. The Smart City Forum, again on February 16th and 17th, features two full days of end user-led presentations and discussions on a wide range of smart city topics, from the future energy grid to drones, IoT and smart lighting, to the impacts of electric, connected and autonomous vehicles, and quite a bit more. So if you're an end user, please register for the Smart Cities Digital Transformation Council community at the link provided, and we'll promptly send you information on your free registration for the ARC Smart City Forum. We're looking forward to seeing all of you at both our Smart City Digital Transformation Council meetings, as well as at the annual ARC Smart City Forum, February 16th and 17th. Thank you again for joining us on ARC's Smart City
Thank you. 